Hello everybody and welcome to the VRPC podcast with your host Sharpie and... The captain as always. How's things? Yeah, well it's been so busy recently, yeah. Um, glad to kind of put it behind me for a week and uh, pour a couple of beers. Indeed, and what a selection of beers we have uh, this week Sharpie. We are, we are coming alles aus Deutschland, yeah? Aus, aus Deutschland, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So October and of course October brings Oktoberfest. And of course the weird thing is Oktoberfest is in September. Normally. Yeah, I've never been able to work that out. What what's that what that all about? Ich habe keine Ahnung. Okay. Ich weiß nicht. Es ist es ist ich es kann ich mich nie glauben. Right. So explain a little bit about Oktoberfest. What what's all what's all about? It's You know what? I've actually never been. I've actually never been to Munich. Even though I lived in Germany, I've never been to Munich. Uh my wife has, um, but uh, I, th- I think it's really just like a, I th- an excuse for Germans to brew beer. I think the the origin, like the the, the 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 initial stimulus for it was like a kind of end of harvest party. I ah, think I that think would make that, sense. Yeah, I think that's what it's because yes. September is the sort of harvest yeah. time. And I think so. All of these uh-huh. big German breweries they tend yeah. to make specialist kind of beers for that for that occasion, don't they? It's always like Oktoberfest. Well, actually, if I can be pedantic, the good thing about Germany is there aren't so many big beer companies. Yes, it's yes, all local beers, yes. which is, is great. Yes. Um, but you get your Polliner and your... Yeah, I mean... Fein and Staffner and... Yeah, I mean, well, I suppose Beck's would be the biggest. Yeah. You know, they, But that's the kind of North German beer, which is more like kind of like British lager. You yes. Know, whereas this is a bit more kind of... Uh, well, the... The sort of Munich's south, south and eastern German beers are kind of more like bohemian type pills or like mm. malty sort of um, bready type I mean, beers. Some of these uh, breweries are really old. There's one here, well, like from here. fifteen something. Well, this one Spaten Oktoberfest beer is from the uh, thirteen ninety seven. Bloody, which is, I mean, it's unbelievable, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, basically we bought a, a kind of mixed box and did it come with a glass or something? It yeah. came with the biggest the, Stein yeah. you've yeah. ever clapped eyes on. Ein Liter Stein. Ein Liter Stein. Yeah, wunderbar, wunderbar. So well, let's crack one of these. Which, which one do you want, Sharpie? So we've got on the left, we've got the Lohenbraun Oktoberfest with a Boxen babe on the top, and then we've got Hacker Hacker Shore, which I think it means. Um, it's got a flip top as well. Flip top, yeah, and then we've got the Spaten Oktoberfest. What do you fancy, Sharpie? Uh, eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Let's go just left to right. Okay, well, yeah. so we're hitting the low and brown. We'll just share. Low and brown. I, I, quite, I know that, that brewery, actually. It's one that you can get quite... This your glass? No. Yeah, just yeah. whatever one you want. Glug, 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 glug. I've been looking forward to this all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the moment yeah. they arrived, I was yeah. really looking forward to these. Yeah, it's been a tough old week, so, yeah. So, um, there we go. Cheers, Mr. Slanchi. Point. So, what are we talking about this week, Sharpie? Well, um, I guess... One Let's not keep the listeners in, uh, in suspense. In suspense. Even though it's on the title of the... In, in, in suspenders. Um, well, I guess there's been quite a few mm. uh, good things released, brand spanking new this week. Yeah. Um, Ex-Idle Hands, mm-hmm. um, Goth, Rock, uh, Unto Others uh, released their debut album, um, and it is fantastic. Well, 
It's not their debut album, is it? They've got. They had another. They've got. Did they? Yeah, I think no. no. This is their. This I'm pretty sure is their debut. Oh, I'm not sure where that one should be. I think this is their second one under this name. I think. Yes. So it's a bit of a convoluted history with these guys, but as as unto others. Yeah. yeah. But Um, basically, um, I haven't heard the album, but I've heard a couple of singles, and it's immense. And I have to get this album as well. It's just brilliant. Just brilliant. Cracking. yeah, but super, super cool. Otherwise, um, been doing quite this. The band that we're going to speak about today, I've got quite an extensive back catalogue. Actually, they've got eleven, al- eleven albums. Yeah. I don't have them all by any means because mm-hmm. I don't really like all of them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, we are going to look at AFI's "Black Sails Into the Sunset," mm-hmm. released um, uh, nineteen. 1999. Yeah, tail end of the last century. Tail end of the last century. Yeah. Um, and a band... In fact, if you think about it, Chappie, May 1999 would have been when we left secondary school. Michty, yes. Yeah. Yeah, jeez, wow. Um, and uh, a band I've got into more retrospectively, mm-hmm. um, maybe quite dismissive of them to begin with. And yeah. when they had... The, the bulk of their output following the in the pre, kind of preceding years after this, mm. I dipped out of um, kind of new newly released music. Um, uh, actually, I did. Yeah, I was thinking about this. Sorry, yeah, so they passed me by a bit. I heard up, listened to a podcast breaking these guys down, and just part of my newfound um, attitude of embracing just different types of good music. Yeah, I kind of went head first into these guys mm-hmm. um, like I say I don't like all of their back catalogue but the bulk of it is is stellar actually it's it's very very yeah. good so let's just kind of like for people much like myself let's just try and introduce this band so AFI are an American um, band which could initially have been called a sort of skater punk hardcore, hardcore type yeah. band yeah. I think they're from California, is that right? Yes, yeah, yes, they, yes. And uh, they sort of popped up in the mid-90s, sort of 94, 5, 6, something like that. This yeah. album is the is the, the one that sort of uh, pushed them into the kind of main, the main mainstream. No, the, no, one, oh. the one after this, The Art of Drowning, oh, their right. fifth uh, album, okay. pushed them in, uh-huh. into, into the mainstream. And from there, okay. they kind of exploded. Yeah. And if you've been in t- uh, any rock night of... Mm-hmm. Of any description, any nightclub. So this, you'll know yeah, songs like right. "Girls Not Grey" and so things like that. We're, we're talking about um, "Black Sails in the Sunset," yes. which came out in nineteen ninety nine, and then the one you're talking about, "The Art of Drowning," came out in the year two thousand. Yes. So they must have had some that they must have been. This must have been like the one that got the impetus going, and they needed to cash in. Not you know, well, the record company would have wanted them to yes. push them into yes. the spotlight. Yes, this yeah. "Black Sails" was the one that developed their yeah. Um, momentum. Yeah, going forward um, yeah. and just kind of propel them in, into Silly question. What does AFI stand for? Because I have to admit, when you said AFI, I was confusing this band with, is it Alien Sex Fiend for some reason? Yeah, um, A Fire Inside. A Fire Inside. Um, yeah. ah, okay, right. Yeah, so, yeah, I personally had not heard this band. Now, I heard of them, but I couldn't, you know, I could not name a single album, a single song. I yeah. couldn't picture them, and I couldn't picture any of their albums. But they are, as you said, if you'd been in a nightclub between 1999 and sort of 2004, you would have been hearing 
some of their songs. One hundred percent. Absolutely. Um, um, probably from more from um, kind of the art, you know, the, the um, that yeah. Sing for Sorrow. Yeah, sing yeah. For, the, the the singles off the Sing yeah. for Sorrow. Definitely, that was their. That is that commercial peak, sort of two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they were yeah. really kind of, yeah. you know, that whole. This is when they probably were on MTV. Peak, peak emo, MTV Cribs yeah. or something like that. Is this the one that's got follow something? I love it. Da, 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 da. Yes, I think, yeah. yes. That's it the, is. the one song that I kind of, when I heard it, that sort of pricked uh, a memory, yes. a sound memory somewhere in my yes. mind. Yes. Yeah. So, um, right. So, yeah. Sharpie, were you listening to this band in the year 2000, 2001, no, 2000? Not so at all. This is, this is a band I've got into in the past two years. Really? Yeah. Right. Now, if I might just ask, this is a sort of band that I had kind of associated with, like, um, like, uh, how do you say this? Sort of late teenage, early 20 sort of students uh, and girls for some reason. It seemed like a sort of female-friendly type, like I say, skate to punk emo type thing. I think that, eyeliner, yeah, uh, yeah, bell yeah. bottoms. They're they're mid to later. I don't know. I think I don't. I think that's maybe a little disingenuous mm. actually. Because if you listen to their first three albums, well, actually up to the Art of Drowning, it's they're hardcore up punk albums. Yeah. You know? So actually, let's hardcore is something I hadn't really been familiar with is there what, what what is the sort of criteria of a hardcore band or music uh, just f- fast paced mm. um sort of punky hard sort of hard aggressive edged. um it's not quite it's not like kill switch engage no no but it, it's um sort of three chord hardcore yes uh, um you know Attitude and balls type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More more uh, attitude over um, ability. Uh, yeah. Technical ability, yeah, yeah, very yeah. much yeah. so. Um, but Black Sails um, is the first album with uh, their new guitarist. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a probably a technical yep. change in, yeah. in the band's ability at this point as well so I mean they you know they admit themselves like this is a, a band that started as high school kids yeah. and you know didn't know how to play instruments and learned how to play yeah. as they played yeah, yeah, yeah. you know and um, hardcore punk was, it was the natural outlet for that another thing I associate with hardcore um, now maybe not back then but certainly now in recent times is this kind of this uh, straight edged thing where you know they don't drink they don't do drugs they're kind of vegan you know the yeah. point where they're like they don't even need salt Davey Havoc so the singer I, think, yeah. I have the impression that he is like that yes I think Davey Havoc is straight edge yeah. Yeah, yeah. he does look quite um, not gaunt but well not... I mean, he obviously looks after himself yeah so, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting yeah. guy he's t- talented and he writes he's got his own clothing line and you know all sorts he's he, he's a busy busy boy is, is Davey Havoc you know? yeah well I must admit I, I mean I hadn't really appreciated how kind of big this band was in terms of like numbers. They released an album this year on Spotify, um, and when I was looking through the kind of like the the you know the number of listens and stuff, it was pretty big numbers. Yeah, I big was numbers. Like, oh, yeah. Jesus, uh, yeah. you know, because you know, in all my time, 
Um, I've never met anybody who's mentioned but the AFI to me. But I think that goes to the universal appeal of this this band. I think there's probably people out there who maybe don't like Beyond um, Black Seals and the Sunset yeah. because they were originally on Dexter Holland's um, Nitro record yeah. label, which is a punk label. Right, okay. Yeah. And even this album is strayed just far enough away from the original punk. Which, I was going to say, was it... Um, sorry. The, the original punk sound that Dexter Holland mm. listened to on playback and mm. couldn't quite figure out where this band were were going sort of thing. Uh, so. Yeah, so, yeah, I was going to say, um, I thought it was Ross Robinson that was the producer for one of them, but no, it's Butch Vig, who Butch was Vig, the yeah. Nirvana guy exactly. who did the Sing the Sorrow. Yes. Which, Sing the Sorrow is probably the album that is the most, like, him. No? Yes. Well, yeah. Th- I, the only reason I say that, there's a video where they're in the Czech Republic in Prague, and it, like I was, when I saw that, I was like, Christ, they're just trying to rip off him here. I think... This is one of the main interest points visually at least to me of, of this band is that their stylistic progression through time is actually fascinating. Mm. So you've got the hardcore punk beginnings, the mm. first kind of three albums, and then you get um Puget, the guitarist, mm. being introduced to the band. He, I he's a more technically gifted guitarist. Yeah. He's He's got his own artistic element to the band, so at that point, AFI change, yeah. um, become a little bit more goth, yeah, a little bit more metal than yeah. punk, um, alternative uh, aspects to their music creep in a little bit. So, so there's, you know, a bit of goth in there. There's a bit of um, <laughs> kind of alternative elements as well as kind of. A bit more metallic edge yeah. as well. So in 1999, let's try and paint a picture for our younger listeners, like what was happening musically. So in 1999, like the the grunge thing would have just about been oh, it's wiped completely out dead. Yeah. I think the Smashing Pumpkins came out with the album Machina, which I think is actually their best album, about mm. 1999 or 2000. You had that. You had the new metal thing. You know, corn and limp biscuit. Yeah. They were probably exploding. They were the yep. biggest thing. You would have had the skater punk thing, like the Offspring, and yes. um, after that, and at that point in time, actually, the music business was actually like I think at its commercial zenith. It was at its mm. biggest point. You know, you had your kind of Mansons, and you had the NSYNC, and you know Britney Spears, and you know there's a lot of money to be made in it. But at the same time, it, it occurred to me when I was listening to this band, like, it, in terms of the actual music like music scene, there was a lot of things sort of, like, just withering away. So, like, you know, Metallica weren't really Metallica anymore. Yeah. You know, um, bands like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, they had... Struggling. They were time. gone, you yeah. know. Bruce Dickinson hadn't really come back to Iron Maiden, uh, you know, and, like, Black Sabbath, were, you know, all that kind of stuff was, like, yeah. granddad rock, yeah. you know. Um so, and as I say, the, sort of the grunge thing wasn't really happening. So it was kind of like starting to like become, how would you say? It was becoming sort of like a quantity over quality. I, I have a, yeah. a slight feeling in retrospect, you know. When I, I think around, let's say 2002, 3, 4, that is kind of when I had really sort of dipped out. Mm. We were going to nightclubs, we're listening to this music, we're having fun, yeah. bloody, bloody, blah, blah. But I certainly wasn't really like getting into anything new. Now, having said that, 
a lot of new things were happening, particularly in Europe. Yeah. You know, you'd have bands like, you know, well, In Flames. At and, the Gates. And, uh, at the Gates yeah. and, you know, whatever, Hammerfall or yeah. Rammstein. They were coming through at that time, but for us in Aberdeen, complete unknown. I mean, uh, this was, yeah, I'm, I'm very like you. I dipped out of listening to essentially new music and was, you know, building up the guts of my collectible music collection of 60s and 70s, 60s and yeah. 70s albums. And there was just, didn't seem to be anything... Mm out there at the time that triggered my... Cause my, my... My memory of sort of 2001, 2 and 3 musically was like a lot of that sort of skater punk, you know, like, what was the, you know, the Michael Jackson cover? Alien Smooth Ant Farm. And yeah, Alien that, Ant yeah, Farm. Yeah. And then there was like, uh, what was the, what was the one? Uh, I'm just a teenage dude. Oh, and and all that we, stuff. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that, and Weezer and a lot of this sort of stuff it was you know some good songs don't get me wrong but it was kind of like it seemed to be in between um it didn't seem to be a, a scene that had a, a grounding yeah you know what i mean it wasn't like like obviously in sweden you had the melodic death metal thing which was coming through you know i didn't know about it at the time at all no you know and then you would have had you know you know whatever was coming to, you know there's a lot of like stuff happening in the uk as well but it was sort of submerged under the bigger kind of MTV kind of cribs type thing. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At that point, it seemed to me like a lot of, like, you know, MTV was a music channel up until about 1999. And then from 2000, it turned into a celebrity sort yes. of reality TV thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You got the Osbournes on it and that sort exactly. of thing. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I could, you know, and there seemed to be an award show every five minutes. And I can imagine the AFI were on that quite a lot. And it's that sort of thing that, you know, that because of the, superficiality of a lot of this stuff and it just didn't really interest me so you know just out of interest sake I heard um, you know this podcast speaking about this band with a real passion mm. and affection and um, you know those stages of, of this band's career from the skate punk to the goth mm. emo to, to the alternative um, and that really intrigued me so I thought yeah. well you know, it'd be interesting. There must be something in there of this 11, 11 album, uh, album yeah. catalogue yeah. that, you know, I like. So, obviously, there's the first three, four albums, very aggressive, hardcore, yeah. punk-orientated stuff. Yeah, that's great. Mm. It's maybe a wee bit one-dimensional, though. Yeah. Um, but but I what, I, what I really do like... Is this is one this, of the first albums? Is it? Sh yeah, so this Sh is... This is so, our third, third We're looking album. at the third album here, Shut Your Mouth and Open Your Eyes. And I'm looking at the album cover here, and to be honest, that looks like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The artwork. Yeah, I mean, it's... it's I don't I, know, you know, yeah. I, I don't mean it, it looks like... I mean the, the stylistic application of the artwork. Ah, yes, it's I see. kind I see. of like... Um, if anybody who knows, like, the kind of early, like, the 90s MTV type cartoons, which is Beavis and Butthead, yeah. uh, Ren and Stimpy, uh, what was the guy, um, the sort of, the, <laughs> the, the sort of, like, Texas sort of family with this sort of dumb kid. Ah, forgotten it. You'll know it when you yeah, see it. Yeah, it's, it's very... King of the Hill. King of the Hill, the Hill. yes. Yeah. It's, it's very like that, isn't it? Yeah. That, see, I never put it in that context before but it's very like that a lot of, and i don't know if you ever heard of a duck man no, if you yeah. watched that it was so adult yeah it was like really yeah. funny but yeah i mean this is the thing that i found slightly difficult to to kind of get my brain around with this band we're looking at these five 
albums here, and every album looks completely different. Yeah. Each album, the AFI name is a different font. It's totally different, you know. Um, and when I looked at pictures of the band, they started off like the hardcore thing. Then yeah. they went into the skate punk type thing. And then they went into this goth thing with yeah. the kind of, you know, the eyeliner and the sort yeah. of the, like the sort of misfits, Danzig yeah, yeah. type hair. Yeah. And then now they kind of look like a, like a mature alternative band. Yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and that, that reflects their music almost, yeah. almost perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just interesting, you look at The Art of Drowning mm-hmm. and Black Seals in the Sunset. Mm-hmm. Black Seals is the album before this, but mm-hmm. I think this is a more mature album really, in yeah. a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually quite a stunning mm-hmm. Uh, album cover. If you, it's um, it's, it's a, obviously a, a, a Pacific type sunset mm. with a big sky of an orange glow with black clouds, and the sea is black. Yeah, and there's just a picture of a sail ship in there. It's kind of if you don't know it, it's kind of like a cartoony version of Californication. Yeah, by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. which is the kind of inverted sea sky in a pool type thing. Yeah, you know. But then the, the album music after that, The Art of Drowning, is this goth. Rock, schlock, punk, and rock and roll. Kind to me, of the first thing I think when I see that album cover is Tim Burton. Exactly. And, uh, Nightmare yeah. Before El- yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, and uh, you know Beetlejuice and all that sort of stuff. It, it, yes, exactly yeah. that. So it's you know stylistically you know a very changeable mm-hmm. um, band, and they never really revisit any of of this cartoonish element mm. from from this point. Mm, really, yeah, right. You know? Yeah, because. The Sing the Sorrow, which I think must be the, the biggest album, um, it, it looks more, like, I suppose artistically it looks a little bit more elegant. Yes. Um, they get, they get yeah. that um, elegantly wasted type feel, yeah. almost like beyond yeah. beyond this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crash Love um, is a very bright yeah. um, looking cover, and that's probably their... That stands out in itself because, because it, again, it's it's so different. You know? We're talking about this. It reminds me of a time there was a TV show which I didn't watch, but it was called Dawson's Creek. Oh, and it yeah. was about like kind of teenagers, effectively, but it was like teenagers having kind of like emotional relationships of a thirty-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and this, I've looked, I'm opening up the album cover, and this, I just kind of imagine this is that sort of time. You know, like you know, it's all sort of like love and. Bats and gothy. Yeah, it's you know, very much like you know. This is you know, <laughs> you know, this relationship and my you know my, the kiss with the girl on the high school dance is going to be the most important event in my life. And yeah. you know, you know, in fact, when you think about it, every movie from every comedy American movie from that point from that time was like, we've got to lose our virginity on the prom night. We've <laughs> got to do that. You know, whether it was Road Trip or American Pie. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's get back to the album. So, like, what was the like? Did they have a big hit single? What was you know what was happening? What you know? Uh, what were the reviews like? You know, so yeah, I mean, of... the, the, the reviews were you know kind of manifestly positive. So you had mm-hmm. all music put out five, alternative music press four and a half out of five, and mm-hmm. punk news gave it a five out of five. So this was still you no, know, still very much a, a punk album, yeah. but. This is where they start adding a bit more dynamics, a bit more nuance. Slowed down just ever so slightly at yeah. times, like close smoke catharsis, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Just enough to start creating, um, just like we're we're li- listening to um, 
shut your mouth mm-hmm. and it's just yeah. it's, it's so so far it's just been a mm-hmm. half hour blast of shouty punk music mm-hmm. but this has got different paces it's yeah. got different guitar sounds it's got so is this is this the uh, um, embracement of in quote quote emo this is probably the the beginning to touch at yeah. the edges of it now the emo thing I th- think is quite interesting because I was reading an interview with Davey Havoc uh, and he was asked directly about, you know, how do you feel about your influence on the emo scene? Mm-hmm. And he kind of says, well, what is emo? That's mm-hmm. quite a, a derogatory term to call any type of music because music by its, all music by its very essence is emotive and emotionally driven to some description. So I say, mm. what is emo? Emo's a meaningless term in a lot of ways. Um, I think uh, for, for me, it, um, it it's actually more of an aesthetic um, thing than a yeah, sound thing. Yeah, it's a bit thing. like I, I said about grunge, where yeah. the grunge thing, the Nirvana thing, was almost like a, a mindset yeah. for a while. Um, you know, like uh, to me, like the emo look would... Remember you had those sort of like fishnet sort of like tops? Yeah, <laughs> yes. And, you know, that eyeliner thing and, um, you know, the sort of uh, greased hair. Do you know what I mean? Very kind of wanton look about Yeah, sort and of sort of like thin and gaunt and like like the trousers were sort of like tight but like flared at the bottom. <laughs> big, big sort of Dr. Martens with like massive heels. So... <sighs> It's a sort of, well, certainly that was a look in Aberdeen at the time. It was, yeah. yeah, there was definitely. Yeah. And, but that's what I'm saying, like, I couldn't... And also, what was that kind of, like, goatee sort of thing, just on the oh, lips? Oh, there's a the bottom that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but that, that's what I'm saying, like, I was... Piercings. A point in yeah. time of my life where I, I couldn't kind of relate to it, and mm. I'm not even sure now why I've gone back and... and I was surprised when you came up with this band. I, I think, but do you know what I think it is? I think it's just that embracing of, of if it's good music, it's good music. And some of the hooks, particularly from this point, mm. Black Sails point, mm. they are so undeniable. Mm. You know, there's a big, um, they're not, it's not pop hooks, but it's very, very melodic, mm. v- like vocal yeah. hooks and things that, you know, the, the choruses are massive. And there's, you know, big, um, Shout along, whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. whoa, chorus, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and a crowd loves a chorus like yeah, that. You yeah. know, you can imagine yourself like with thousands of others, whoa, whoing along with everybody. You know, hands in the air, not a single shit given at any any point. You know, um, was this band, to the extent of your knowledge, kind of big in the UK, or were they more like a America, North America sort of thing? See, I kind of wonder about this. I. I, I wonder if they're almost like the American version of Muse or something where, like, Muse are massive here. Mm. But maybe Muse are massive like, everywhere, though. Well, maybe that's not yeah. the best example. You know, that they're, they're big in, in the US. Yeah. You know, big in the US. I mean, it's like Bush, they were a massive alternative band in America. A British band, but they just... Maybe nothing, that's a better example. Nothing here. Yeah, maybe that's a better example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they had a big hit called Swallow or something. Yes, like they did, yeah. But... I think because of the, the melodic elements, they have a universal appeal to mm. both, you know, men, women, boys, girls, mm. you know, and um, so they've got a harder edge that, you know, doesn't alienate. And the intersectional. Oh, got yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> never, you know, that doesn't alienate, you know, 
the you know the pure pure the punk mm. purists. Yeah. But you know, nobody can listen to that forever, and no. a band can't play that forever either. You know, so. Like Actually, that's a, that's a good point. They, if they had stuck with what they did, they would have been nowhere. I mean, the I mean, Offspring managed it, but they were so big. But even then, the Offspring changed and developed to a certain degree. You know, it's only on the Hombres. Well, they kind of disappeared for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's only on the Hombres is very, very different to Smash. Smash is that the new is, album? No, no, I mean, I was, I was, I was yeah. a good few years ago. Um, and yeah, they, they played around with yeah. with their template and their style, didn't they? Blink-192, we haven't, we haven't talked about them. I've no, <laughs> I probably never will, yeah. to be honest. I've they, just not they're abandoned. the ones, all the small things. That yeah, was the mass of that song. I've just never got, I've just never got. <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah. you know, I'm just like, this band, um, the, you know, I can't say that I was drawn to the music. However, it has brought back a lot of kind of quite fun memories to me of a time where I wasn't that, you know, it was that time... It, um, you know, I was lucky. I was just in my first couple of years of university. Yeah. You know, um, and you have a sort of, you know, sense of freedom and, you know, going out, you know, partying, meeting girls, bloody bloody blah. It was quite, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if, you know, I think you must have had your first flat. Not. Oh yeah, there. yeah, yeah. I mean, there was definitely a time when I was looking for this hardcore skate punk sound. You know, like I, I was getting into the Offspring, Green Day. Did you ever do skating? No. Skateboarding, no. No, but I mean, I. You know, the kind of winter, extreme winter sports. You know, can you snowboard? No, I, I mucked around with it for a bit, but no. I really want to learn no, how to snowboard. Uh, but you know, skiing was was always yeah. my thing. Yeah. Skiing was always yeah. my thing. So, um, you know, belting down the slopes mm. with stuff like this. Oh you know, yeah, I used yeah, to yeah. deliberately choose like the Offspring Smash to yeah. listen to. Yeah. You know, when when I was when I was skiing, and that yeah. was just. I, you know, I just go so fast, and this, this, this was of that mindset. You know that at this, it's all. You know, like. Did you have greasy, sticky, pointy hair at the time? Greasy, sticky, pointy. Yeah, you know, like uh, you know, yeah, I probably did actually. Yeah. And, and those sort of thin, sort of sunglasses. You know, the sort of orange sunglasses. No, I never had the thin orange sunglasses, but I, I did have. This. One of our contemporaries did. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, I guess. But everybody wore their shirts outside of their trousers. Outside of their know, trousers. And what was that brand you were talking about the other day? Dave, no, not David Icke. <laughs> uh, Dickie. Dickie, Dickie, yeah, Dickie shirts. The Dickie shirts, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and everybody at that time um, chain had belt. a chain belt. Yeah, your wallet was attached to a chain which was longer than your trousers. <laughs> yeah, good times. Good yeah, times. And, it, and your mobile phone was a Nokia. Nokia. Yeah. Yeah. Just after fact, you got rid of your pager. Well, I never had neither, actually. I didn't get a mobile phone until about 2000. In fact, I think it was when I moved to Japan I got sitting No, I must have had a mobile phone in Australia. Sitting playing yeah. Snake for hours because your, yeah. your battery could last that long. Like, you know. Yes, this was in the days when a battery lasted for weeks. Days. <laughs> weeks, not days or hours, weeks. And actually, when you could actually remove the battery and put in a fresh one yeah. while you charge the other one. <laughs> Weird times. Yeah, it's it's interesting going back to the sort of um, late nineties, uh, early two thousands. Uh, you know, um, you know, I was thinking about this kind of in a sort of um, like social terms. Like that is that is now um, how could you say it? almost three time periods ago. Yeah. So we are post or in the middle of COVID. The world's not going to go back to what we knew before, unfortunately. 
the time before that was sort of 2008 financial crash to there. Yeah, that was true. a period of time. Yeah. The period before that is basically um, 9-11 to uh, 2008. So uh, that's what I'm saying. This music is from a sort of... It's probably from the last time of kind of g general hope. I mean, I know that if you were living in Korea or Thailand in 1999, the world would have been pretty shit because of the economic crisis yeah, I mean, there. Yeah, it's all about your personal context, isn't it? But for, for us, uh, you know, in the UK, uh, you know, it was a kind of a hopeful time, actually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and that kind of lasted through to sort of 2006-07, you know, even though there was a lot of shit, you know, like all the terrorism thing that, you know, whether it was real or kind of fabricated it, it changed so yeah it's interesting to, to to look back to a time which was i mean okay we were what 17 18 mm. 19 you don't have many ways <laughs> 17 no, 18 19 but, at all, um um it, it just certainly does feel like a different time you look at the you know even like looking at kind of uh videos of like afi getting interviewed you'd see the cars in the street in the background completely different <laughs> you know like the, just the shape of the cars is yeah. totally different you know um, you know the movie um, Born Identity? Yes. You know, like, when you see that, like, that's from the late, like, 97, 98. I yeah. mean, it looks like a long, a long time, time ago. ago. It doesn't yeah. feel that now to me, but yeah. my God. You almost deny it to yourself a little bit as well. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. I'm going to be turning 40 quite soon, so I'm having this kind of, like... So, uh, did you... How much of a listen did, did you give this album? I listened to that album twice, and I listened to um, Sing the Sorrow yeah. once, and I watched a bunch of the videos, and I actually watched a very interesting documentary uh, on them, and that was the one that, sort of, when I watched that documentary, I was like, ah, there's, there's, there's a lot of things going on here. The music, I've got to confess, I a little bit struggled with it, because yeah. I never really got into the sort of skater punk yeah. thing, yeah. and the guy's voice was... Um, it's a little, it's a little bit, um, a little bit bittersweet. Sometimes I, I, like, I could, I could hear it kind of cool, and then yeah. other times I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Um, that said, I did listen to it on um, Spotify, and for some reason, I don't think the sound of Spotify is very good. Interesting. You know, but I think that's probably like my computer speakers, ah. you know, rather than listening to it. Uh, Properly, you know what I mean? Yeah, like through. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Was there any song from this album that stood out to you? Was there any songs? Uh, let me think. I've got some notes here. What? Uh, I suppose the songs that had that kind of. Um, I mean, most of them have a kind of like Danzig. Sound yeah, to them. now Danzig is, yeah. is a band, uh, or, or as an individual who's the Misfits, mm. who uh, again is one of those kind of big sort of artists in America, um, and Doyle, his guitarist, is the sort of I think he's married to the singer from Arch Enemy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, another big kind of one of these. Uh, he's what you know. He's like a like a huge guy. Ah, uh, yes. But he's like vegan, straight edged as well. Um, because they, they cover Danzig on the All Hallows. Oh, do they? Movie. Right, yeah. Interesting. Again, enough. like Danzig is one of those bands that just like never cut through it here. Um, as to well, to the to the extent that I know. Mother, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just 
Danzig's great. Do you do you like Danzig? I don't really know them that I well just, enough. Right? The, the whole like this is like this next generation from that goth and roll kind of yeah. thing, you know, and it's like they they take that goth and roll and the AFI yeah. just yeah run with it, you know. I think I think probably I like. I had maybe like cognitive dissonance with this band, like because of the like the the stylistic changes, the visual changes in terms of their artwork, and even their kind of um, their personal look. Mm. The change, like there was one vid, like I said, that video for the song, um, I think it's from the song "Sing the Sorrow," where in the Prague and the, like coffee, and he had like he looked really gaunt and had like long hair. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I like it. And then you 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 rewind back five years, and he's like. You know, like a skater dude. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. and then now he's kind of like, well, you said he was like, he got a fashion business or something? Yeah, he's got his own clothing line yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't kind of, you know, we were talking about Tool the other week. Like, they're a band that you can't, if you listen to it from the perspective of a type of music, you kind of miss the point. Mm-hmm. This is a slightly inverted way of it. Like, I couldn't quite, because they changed, like, with Tool, like, they're quite different, but you can. It's always tool. If you know what yes. I mean. There's a sort yeah. of sound. Yes. You know. Yes. This one, like, if you. <sighs> this is not a settled sound of a band. Not at all. Yeah. And. Because um, even you know if you go into like, uh, burials. Mm. There are different influences, obviously, kind of fed through yeah. the prism of of AFI. Yeah. So you get a lot of Morrissey, um, a lot of uh, Robert Smith from the Cure, yeah, yeah. Um, which isn't so noticeable in kind of early it begins to creeping in um in sing the sorrow yeah um perhaps but before that there's you know there's very clear influences black flag and yeah you know, i don't know that um uh, well like danzig yeah, obviously so, big Dan, danzig right, so influence out of the two of us you're the afi guy so what was your first album why did you pick it up like what was the next one and what is your favorite one yeah, interesting. It's a really good question, actually. Um, I really like this album, Black Seals and Sunset. Yep. Well, I like this is the first one you got. So this was the first one mm. that that I got. I liked that midpoint between the hardcore punk mm. um, and just the creeping elements of 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 the of the um, uh, of the Kimura or just changing, yeah, the, the slight changing of, of style and pace and things. It's um, not so one-dimensional, mm. but still got that real high punk energy yeah. in a lot of the songs. Mm. Um, this is quite a long album as well, though. Like we were talking about previously, like some of the albums around the turn of the century, they, they got a little bit low, like yeah. they were Instead of a 40-minute album, it was like an hour long album. Yeah, yeah. short songs, though. Three yeah, minutes. Yeah. Four minutes are very push, but, mm. you know... Um, I actually prefer this t- to uh, the art of drowning, mm. um, and I would say number one would be Black Sails, mm. number two would be Sing the Sorrow, yeah. number th- yeah. three would probably be the art of drowning, yeah. and then um, the Blood Album AFI self. Right. Um, I don't know that really well, but um, they go back to being. Mm. It's almost like a hard rock album more right. than a punk album. So like. You, when you talk about skiing, you would you know listen to the Offspring and blah 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 down the slopes. Where and when do you listen to this? 
Sharpie's just had a beergasm from the um, uh, Oktoberfest marts in the Hacker Shore. Mm, yeah. That's really nice. Bit dark in that one. Yeah, Der Himmel der Bern. The sky of the buyers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, when when do you listen to this band? Why, like, when and how do you listen to this band? I, because of their <laughs> kind of really different styles, there's yeah. always a time for a bit of AFI. I, I've listened to them... Uh, exercising, doing weights, I listen to them yeah. in the car, you know. Um, Does yeah. your wife like them? Mm, I think she'd probably like the later stuff, mm. I'm going to guess. No. Um, There's a bit, like, when I look at the artwork for Art of Drowning, right, it, as I said earlier, it kind of reminds me of this sort of Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas, sort of Beetlejuice aesthetic. There's a band that I got into in the last couple of years uh, from Canada uh, called The Birthday Massacre and they are one of these bands that are sort of like time displaced right? in the sense that they sound and look like a band from this time much more in the kind of emo goth type mm. thing and I really really like it but they are a kind of modern like they've been going yeah. since the late 2000s I right. think um, I think they're supposed to come to the UK well they're supposed to come to the UK this year to tour but like you know Canada sort of turned into a communist country and they're not let, allowed out, you know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, if you want to add in the, the birthday massacre, you might be, I think your wife might like them. Put it right, okay. Yeah. Um, put it this way, it's like back in the day, a lot of girls would go around with a backpack which had a kind of like, you know, like, um, what was that, the drummer from the, the Muppets? Oh, Animal. Animal, you yeah. know, or like that, you know, the kind of, uh, the kind of anime type... Uh, like, uh, what is that? Uh, like Maca Beach. Um, oh, regular listeners to this show oh, will know Jesus that I have a terrible. I've had, memory. I've had a long day as well, and yeah. I'm possibly not finding all. But yes, I, I do know what do know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The little, the little Japanese kind of like bunny sort of thing that sort of dressed like a vampire type thing. Just. <laughs> Somebody will know. Write in. Yeah. Write in. You can get in touch with us at hashtag VRPC on um, Twitter and Instagram yep. and Facebook. All those places where your mind is being controlled by somebody else. But <laughs> at least let us try and control yeah. it for a bit. So, did you listen to much beyond uh, Black Seals and Sunset? Well, like I said, so I listened to the, that one yeah. and the uh, song, the Sing the Sorrow. Yes, because I actually recommended this one yeah. to you, didn't mm -hmm. I? So yeah. Did, was there anything on here that you thought... That that one was probably more in a line with what I would... Yeah, you're right. I Something more I would like. Yes, um, yes. Like... Uh, great, I, great, some great yeah. songs on this album. Really great... Hooky, hooky songs. I, I'm like you. I'm guilty of, uh, you know, when something is present and current, of being a bit dismissive and saying, I'll wait and, mm. you know, come back to it. So, like, him is a band that I absolutely adore. Yeah, right? him are great. But from the period where him were huge, between 1999 yeah. and sort of 2006, I was completely dismissive of them. So, I've tried yeah. to learn from that. And, um, yeah, because they were forever in... You almost get oversaturated with bands, and I think the, particularly the the, the British uh, music press yeah. is quite bad at oversaturating mm -hmm. a band. So him were forever in the music press. Sick of hearing about bloody yeah. him at the time. Yeah. Um, so like you dismissed him, and 
wish I hadn't. Yeah. Um, I was determined not to do that with bands like Ghost and things. Yeah. You know, like, but for the sing sing sort of is probably the point where there was a sort of like a tangential alignment between um, like the sound that him had sort of developed. Yes. In like the it's dark. It's very lights. gothic in, yeah. in in places, um, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and maybe a touch of the razor blade romance, but like yes, dark exactly, light. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe, maybe oh God, what's the 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 fourth up? I forget, forget. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's probably the point that is closest to my kind of sphere of um, enjoyment. Put it yeah. That. yeah, 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 yeah. But like I say, I quite enjoyed the sort of like a trip, like an alternative trip down memory lane. You know, um, it reminded me like. The, the like the the guy's sort of aesthetic look for some reason it reminded me of a night we were in um, the palace and like you know there was a sort of downstairs lounge and the upstairs lounge and I remember mm. like um, at that time at that time I was getting into grunge you know almost ten years after the fact <laughs> you know and uh, black hole not black hole some uh, fell on black days came Ooh. on you know by Soundgarden and you know Chris Cornell's got an amazing voice rest in peace. Um, you know, I just thought, oh, yeah, this was, you know, and I was getting heavy into Alice in Chains, yeah. you know, so like when those sort of songs were coming on or Pantera's Walk, you know, I'd, go, I'd actually, I'd explode on the dance floor. <laughs> Everybody else was kind of like, oh, that's like all kind of old man's rock, <laughs> you know. And we're going mental. <laughs> I would go absolutely berserk on that, you know. Um, well, like break stuff, that was another big one. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, I mean, you know, like at the time, you would have had, you know, like uh, Marlon Manson, Personal Jesus, yeah. and all that sort of beautiful people, you know, big hits. I mean, I suppose at the time, like Rob Zombie would have just been sort of coming through as well. Yeah, at yeah. The, but I, you know, having been a huge, like, White Zombie fan, I kind of sort of dismissed it at the time. But I mean, you were into your sort of like 60s and 70s rock at this mm, point. Yeah, well, and this that, that's what I was predominantly listening to. Yeah. And it's what I was spending all my money on. Like, mm. literally, I was spending all my money on building up my, my LP collection. Did, did you did you go to Exodus a lot? Because that, that was a nightclub in Aberdeen, of the, like the Triple Kirks, and mm -hmm. they would play like a lot of kind of alternative, um, like, rock and sort of, like, they'd often play the Doors, you know? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, it was forever in Exodus, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stone Rose is another one. Uh, yeah. To be honest, the music that I was listening to when I think about it at that particular time would have been Queens of the Stone Age. Mm -hmm. They would have been the band that were sort of like, they were doing something that was old, new and different at the same time. Yeah. You know, they had come up with the album Rated R, yeah. which was kind of like stonery, kind of like psychedelic, kind mm -hmm. of like something else. And then the, the next album, which was a couple of years later, 2002, I think, um, Songs for the Deaf. Yeah, I mean that kind of blew up. Yeah, that it did. Song, it that did, was yeah, massive, yeah, yeah. you know, and it was you know, that was such a cool album. Uh, I I remember buying the album that came out afterwards. I happened to be in the Czech Republic, and I saw it in the record store, and I, I was so disappointed. It was so. Mm, you've seen that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. yeah. So yeah, yeah, five. A band with three. At least very distinct um, stages to their to their career. You've got your hardcore punk. You've mm -hmm. got the goth emo, for a lack of a better expression, um, period. And then you've got their latter, more alternative sound, um, all with their different interests and charms. Yeah. Um, I think that they're, they're a band for everybody because of the. You know the the variety of of music that 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 they produce. 
I, I think the the first two albums possibly suffer a little bit from poor production yeah. and they just and they're a wee bit one dimensional. Uh, but as the music musicianship improves and gets better, you know this band just take take off mm. in a lot of ways. And yeah. I I quite like this midpoint of of their career yeah. where that they've still got the energy and the yeah. aggression of the the punk edge, but the the songs are are a bit more. Um, Developed. A bit more developed. Yeah. The song structures are, are are more diverse, even though they're, they're not long songs. No, three, no, no. three minutes, three and a half minutes. Um, you know, there's great sing along, chanty choruses, um, gang vocals, abounds. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, just a lot of this music's just great fun. You know, just just really good fun. But they, particularly Davy Havoc develops as a songwriter from this point as well and um Actually, I think that, some of his lyrics yeah, are, are, are really what, interesting. What kind of like what was the sort of predominant themes of the sort of like lyrics or the things that you pick up at least? Uh, um it's uh, very punk orientated themes of individuality and things, you mm. know, and uh, yeah, yeah I guess it feeds into that emo aesthetic of, of um but I listen to a lot of Music where it's kind of you against the world sort of thing yeah. and build building you up, you know, to yeah. fight another day kind of kind of stuff, you know. And this is just another like Molly's um, Lificarum, you know. It's um, this that this is that's my favourite song on on this album. It's just got great lyrics. It's got a great guitar hook and vocal hook. There's lots of woes. I really like the woes. Um, go and woe. Um. Can I ask a random question? I was just opening the album uh, The Art of Drowning um, and I'm looking at this kind of like bat-like figure and the first thing I thought of was Avenged Sevenfold. Are you familiar with them at yes. all? Yes. Are you familiar with them? Yes, yes, absolutely. Are, are, are they in any... Is there any kind of similarity there at all? Or? No, because no. Avenged Sevenfold are very metallic. They're, right. Because uh-huh. um, they're a pretty big band, aren't they? Events yeah. are great. Yeah. Yeah. Have you not a, listened to a lot of events? Not at all. Oh, no. we need. Well, there's an excuse to listen to events sevenfold. Yeah. Events sevenfold are great. They're they're uh, a band I got into a little bit after the time. I, I again, and but you know, once the bug bites with um, events, right. bites hard. Yeah. You know, Sinister Gates, great guitarist, like you know, one of the latter day kind of guitar heroes. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, there were band. Maybe it was because I was like physically displaced from what was happening. Yeah. You know, I was, uh, you know, probably abroad when that they were sort of kicking off, and they just weren't sort of like landing where I was. But um, um, yeah, they're a band. Like, I'm maybe guilty of like being a little bit dismissive of, of a lot of American mm. bands, uh, not through any, you know, like. It's ridiculous because most of my favorite bands are American. But yeah. Like the ones that kind of ride the crest of the wave. Yeah. I'm maybe a little bit dismissive of at, at the time, you know. So like this band, Event Sevenfold, I think maybe Five Finger Death Punch. You know, I've I've not really pooked on Disturbed. Yeah, you know, like a lot of these yeah, bands. Disturbed I are great. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love Disturbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I you know <laughs> to me I just was like, um, you know, I just was you know. I mean, you know. There, there's a certain energy I like in, in the music, and it that it's, it's that energy that ties all of these bands together. Mm. You know, like um, Ten Thousand Fists in the Air, 
um, machine heads blackening. Um, yeah, that's more. They're like a, a more sort of like kind of to me like more mature sort of. But to to, to when I listen to, to this, it's it's not the, it's not the sound or it's the, it's the energy. Yeah. That 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 links these these bands in a lot of ways. That like I say that kind of you against the world kind of middle finger up. I ju- I just had another you know, memory from the sort of like late nineties, early two thousands, and it was from the artist Eminem. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know he had that kind of thing with like Dr. Dre, like. Yeah. You know, if you went into like, uh, if you went down Wimble Bray in Aberdeen, if you're kind of local, <laughs> most places would have had that music on at the time. You know, um, what was that place? Like, you know, you went down Wimble Bray. You had like, uh, what was that? The sort of rock nightclub, and then next door it was like a kind of more, um, kind of uh, you know, Ben Sherman type place. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I know the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You go in there, and that song would be blasted all the time. You know. Synonymous with it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's funny how things become so zeitgeist as well, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like at the time, there was kind of a joke, like uh, you know that you know the, the the tallest player in the NBA is Chinese, and the biggest rapper in the world is white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think that's probably a good place to, to wrap up our, our trip down memory lane and the skate punk. Yeah, yeah, and skate punk. Yeah. yeah. Um, next week, uh, what are we going to listen to, Sharpie? Have we made a decision on that? Oh, oh yeah, we're going to go completely, completely different again, yeah. and it's your pick, but it's a pick that we kind of both kind of enjoy, isn't it? Really? Yes, we're going to be going. Um, we're going to be stylistic in the sense that we're going kind of scary still. But we are going to be listening to the band Tribulation, the Swedish um, kind of, well, I was going to say death metal band, but they're not really, are they? They're kind of like a gothic Goth. death metal type. Tribulation are so unique. Very But we will go into this. Yes, but we'll go into that uh, next week. So, um, we hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Yeah, so, so, so before, before we say to you, um, we've kind of been asked, you know, like when we go over bands, particularly with large back catalogues, you know, what albums to... Ah, yes, yes. To... to, to pick up on yeah. um, so uh, I would definitely say the uh, Black Sails and Sunset obviously yeah. The Art of Drowning uh, Sing the Sorrow um, Crash Love um, and uh, the, the Blood Album AFI so that's like half their pretty much half their catalogue <laughs> and um, like, I don't buy a lot of EPs uh, yeah, the Ghost yeah. Fight, but I did buy the All Hallows EP because it's one of the best EPs I've ever heard. Like, you know, um, one Danzig cover, three originals. Uh, inject that into my veins. Every day. And the, 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 the artwork is... Spooky. Spooky and wonderful. There's bats and a scary cat and a scarecrow on it. Bats and a scary cat. Yeah. yeah. So we've had a couple of good German beers tonight. We hope you enjoyed listening. Um, we hope to see you on our next episode on Spotify or Apple or whatever medium you pick up our podcasts spread the word spread the love and uh thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you next time oh wait a minute this is